Hello and welcome to the Jackcast, your Swansea City podcast. I'm Matt Brocco. I'm joined as ever by Steve Carroll. Afternoon, Steve. Afternoon. So, back to podcasts, back to defeat, Steve. We've got two to talk about uh, this afternoon. Um, first of all, what was an encouraging performance? And what did you make of the game at home to Leicester? Yeah, I think we were playing against a team that obviously have started the season really well. Um, I think based on what we saw, probably one of the best teams we've ever seen at this level. You know, so many good players. Um, and then you're looking at the bench, you're looking at strength and depth and really they, they dominated the game, didn't they? So, which probably wasn't a huge shock. Um, I think they are a class above everybody else, really. So, you know, I, d- I certainly wouldn't say too downhearted about it, but and there, there were positives, weren't there? Obviously, we did score... You know, we started quite well and scored a great goal to me through Grimes and at that point you're thinking things could be, you know, it could be a, a good day for us. We could get get some sort of a result. But, um, you know, I don't think we're going to be too downhearted about what happened on Saturday. We, that's, that was a, a really tough test for us, as tough as it gets really, wasn't it? Yeah, I was picking up what you say about Grimes. Uh, do you know what, this season and we've listened to this before and seasons gone by one of my biggest criticisms of him isn't it it's been that he doesn't offer enough in the final third to be um he's not prolific in that in that final third but he's he? reluctant to shoot isn't he yeah and he you know and and quite often um play that killer pass as well the risky killer pass because you'll see that it will sometimes lose possession and with managers gone by it was all about possession rather than you know, trying to, to cut teams open repeatedly. And at this season, he seems like a man possessed. Like, the, the amount of times he's getting shots away at goal, he's scored a couple of long ranges already. He's getting, and, and some of them as well, a couple of them being deflected. And I think it's the old saying, isn't it? You, you've got to buy a ticket if you want to, want to win the raffle. And he is, at the moment, shooting on sight. He tried an audacious chip last night in the game against Watford as well, from like 40, 45 yards out. It's one of those things you think, this Grimes is actually, well, I know it's going off topic, but this Grimes seems to be a lot more of the full package. You know, he's given everything now, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's always frustrating from my point of view with any player where they say, now you're on the edge of the box, the space opens up and you just think, well, you know, why don't you have a go? Because, you know, if you get that opening, it's, it's worth taking a punt. No one's really going to criticise you for doing it, do you? No. If you're 20 yards out and... You know, with a little bit of open space, you decide to have a, a shot at goal. Because um, quite often, if you don't do that, the move will end up breaking down anyway and you don't get anywhere. So, you know, I think it's it's learning about when the right time is to do it at the moment. Obviously, it seems to be paying off. Um, yeah. If you look at the goal he did score against Leicester, then the ball just sat up nicely, didn't it? Because it was a clearance from a corner. There wasn't yeah. really any other options on. So you just think, yeah, have a go. And great connection. Probably it'll be one of our best goals I'd have thought this season, wouldn't it? And... Yeah, it gave us an early lead, but it was always going to be a challenge, I think, to to hold on to it, wasn't it, as it proved? Yeah, I think, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was two teams um, who obviously were coming into the game full of confidence, and there were some really nice passes to play on both sides, and just ultimately, I think, the quality told. Uh, it, there's not really been a team in the past 25 years where you've said... Um, they're too good to go down and they did go down really um Leicester was that team last year I think it doesn't happen often that team was ridiculously talented to end up getting relegated and we're already seeing this season just the players that can bring off the bench like Iheanacho and stuff like that you're just like how can you compete with that well that's the issue in there I mean I think the the saying too good to go down is 
it's a tricky one really isn't it I mean I've always looked at it as you can't be too good to go down because plenty of teams have but you should be good enough to stay up and I think Leicester were good enough to stay up if they were at it I mean if you look at the players that they had you can't tell me that they weren't better than someone like Bournemouth for example well, this is who it. went down isn't it and you look at teams over years gone by like when Roberto Martinez was in charge of Wigan and Sunderland's um, years as well where you'd they think get out of it wouldn't they yeah the squad was poor they were losing talent every year in fact even the last couple of seasons we had in the Premier League where it was deteriorating deteriorating but come March time suddenly they put a run yeah. of three or four the wins the clocks go forward and then they, the fixtures don't seem to matter so much and you see some crazy wins Wigan with the experts yeah. at it with you. like you say Sunderland but they were the ones who think they should have dropped and then yeah. they didn't and some better team dropped but in this instance it's ridiculous they're in this league isn't it yeah it is and I mean I know a few players have gone like Madison um, obviously has gone and Tielemans has gone Harvey Barnes mm. but I mean there's still a lot of players there who they paid a lot of money for who were more than good enough you know, to I would say start in the Premier League when they inevitably go back up next season, they're not going to need you Too know many signings. Are they? No, they're not. They're going to probably need about four or five or something. Yeah. And maybe one or two might not even be regular starters. But a key thing they did was change the goalkeeper because I think if Shemaika yeah. had stayed there last year, that would have been enough to keep them up. up. I would have thought. Yeah. So you know, they was a weird one with him, wasn't it? Was a strange one. Um, but maybe they've learned a lesson that they signed a goalkeeper, obviously, and that has mm. made a difference. But, I mean, they're, they're good all over the pitch, aren't they? You look at their record, I think they've only conceded about seven goals. You know, they are one of the top scorers in the division. And, you know, as you already said, they brought on Ian Acho, who would start for probably every <laughs> other club at this level. Well, and, and most teams outside of the top eight or nine in the Premier League, yeah. he's, a good, he's a good player. You know, I just, you know, they, they, had, they had 18, 19 players on, on, on the matchday squad there who would have probably started for us. Yeah, I think so. That's uh, that's what you're up against, isn't it? I think we know that when you come up against a parachute payment club, you know that there is a financial deficit there, and it is hard to to compete with those clubs. But I think Leicester's like a another level. level again because yeah. they don't seem to have lost that many players, really, do they? And and as we were saying, really, I think if they played to the best of their ability last year, they wouldn't have gone down either. So, yeah, a strange one, really, with Leicester. But look, they're gonna they could set records. I would have thought if. You know, once they, it, yeah. but the question will always be in those situations: is if once you've won promotion, mm, do you slack it. off? Um, and that tends to make the difference. But I mean, if they don't, then you know, there's probably nothing that they can't achieve record-wise this season because they are an incredibly talented side, and um, you know, they've already got an incredible lead really for the stage of the season. We're talking double points, so are we over third place? Yeah, well, they're they're an Ipswich, isn't it? At the moment, yeah. we're just we're just storming away with it, and I think when you look at teams come down quite often with the parachute payments they have to get rid of their highest earners and then they hoover up the best talent that's available in the football league or maybe pick up a few smart signings from abroad and a couple of Premier League youngsters and we see that year in year out where like Southampton have done it as well we did it when we came down you have to you know adjust your cut your cloth accordingly Leicester pretty much kept six or seven of their starting Premier League 11 yeah like, I think that a few older players that left on freeze didn't they and stuff like that but a lot of the players have stayed. I mean, they've got yeah. three high-profile strikers in Vardy, Iheanacho and Dakar. They're yeah. all still there, for example, yeah. aren't they? I mean, it's it's mainly in midfield where they've lost players, isn't it? But yeah. it doesn't seem to have impacted too much. I mean, the Dewsbury all is still there. They signed Harry Winks, didn't they, for example? I mean, I yeah. don't think anybody else in this division would have been able to, to tempt him, really. So that just shows you what you're up against. And look, they're going to beat pretty much everybody, I would have thought. I mean, they've they won again last night. What is it? 
we played 13 games now, so one twelve of 13, you know, and all that other one, yeah, they lost, but it might just be one of them days where they couldn't score, wouldn't it? So, yeah, look, it can't they, be like, um, obviously not, this isn't a bloody Leicester City fanfare podcast or anything like that, but this is why you can't be downhearted about losing on that game. Like we, yeah. All you can hope for in that game is that you perform and the fact that the, cl- the crowd stayed behind to clap the players off at the end says all you need to know really about how the players stood up to be counted. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think everybody's realistic about it, aren't they? I mean, when you see poor performances, which we will get onto, I'm sure, last <laughs> night, um, you know, people are frustrated. But when they see that everyone's given their all and you've just been beaten by a better team, you know, there's no real problem with that, is it? I mean, we saw in the Premier enough times, it's, it's one of those things you have to accept. It's frustrating, but finances dictate, don't they, the situation. But look, we, we played well. We, we could have had a penalty, couldn't we, for example? And their equaliser was really jammy as well. Very, yeah, because they put us under a lot of pressure in that first half. A lot of cross balls across the box yeah. where there was no one there to tap in, which is a bit surprising. When they got Vardy, it's surprising, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but then obviously the yeah their goal, it just hits this, it's the guy's knee, basically, and goes in, and you're just thinking, well, you really don't need that, do you? You know, because... Yeah, I think anyone who's going to beat them is we going to need that, that luck, need yeah. that bit of luck and need the ref not to be a bit of a moron, which I felt he was, if I'm honest. He seemed to give most things to them, didn't he? Sometimes you get to and it's sense of a winter year, but when you get a team down here, we're not the we're not the glamorous, you know, glamorous big club, whatever. Leicester are the glamorous club of this division, along with you know some one or two others. But you look at them and you think. When you come down here, you need those things you say. You need a fair ref, you need a rub of the green. And we had, parts of the game was the rub of the green. And then you just look at some of the decisions the ref made. Like, even down to the the minute detail of when Vardy got subbed and he stopped in the middle of the pitch and turned around and bowed to the East End whatever after they were giving him yeah, shit. Yeah, but he made one or two others go off at the side, didn't he, as well? Pushing them off at the yeah. side... Um, you know, making sure players, you know, didn't return to the pitch before the the, the allotted time was ca- come through and stuff. So he's really a stickler in those things. And I'm thinking, if that was like a Jamal Lowe turning around to bout, he'd get bucked because he's delaying the restart of the game. He's not leaving the field to play at the closest end to exit and stuff. It was all these things where you're thinking, the ref seems to be a little bit, a little bit starstruck here and he just seemed to let Leicester get away with it a little bit more than he let us. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? I mean, did he... I mean, the penalty incident, I think, is obviously the, the key one in terms of did it impact the game. I think some of the other stuff didn't, but it was just irritating when then you felt like there was inconsistency there. And as you say, I mean, was he, you know, treating them differently because of their, you know, status as, you know, the the favourites for the division? You, you don't know, do you? But either way, it's it's annoying, isn't it? And I think I've been quite lucky so far this season with refs, I would say. We haven't yeah. had too many issues, have we? But... Yeah, we've was, had a uh, couple of penalties as well, which isn't you know yeah. normal for us, is it? Yeah, so I think we haven't winched too much of refs this year, partly because especially at the start of the season, how could you we'd be so crap that uh, yeah. you know you're not going to just turn around and blame the ref? But um, yeah, I'm not saying I am blaming the ref for Saturday. Mind, I'm more saying that uh, I didn't think he was very good. Yeah, I think ultimately, I don't think there was any real grumbles that the uh, Leicester could have scored a couple more and dare I say if they needed to they might well have done it done so um, in the end you know three was enough it didn't really feel like a 3-1 game but 
ultimately wasn't too many grumbles coming away from it, which was nice after going four on the bounce, you four wins on the bounce, you're thinking, right, that international break, whether it's the good time for it or bad time for it, depends on whether you look at the form or the injuries that were piling up. But either way, when you come back from that then and you want to see something, it's fair to say we saw it against Leicester. We saw yeah. the hunger, the a- application, and, um, you know, we lost, but we came away thinking... You know, fair do. And we did have some chances. I mean, obviously the Cullen, you know, yeah, Thunderbolt that, that, yeah, that would have, you know, could have taken someone's head off really. And then Darling had the header, didn't he, from the resulting yeah. corner. I mean, there were chances in the game. I mean, we were under the cost for long periods when we were going to be realistic about that. Yeah. And they did dominate possession. It was, but you know, it's always going to be hard in those type of games. I mean, you know, their manager was at Man City last year. I mean, so. It's not a shock to see that they're this type of team that loves to get on the ball and dominate, and, and he's been the goalkeeper's getting involved. And like I say, he's been heavily backed as well. So yeah, he's been given one of the know, best squads. This so I think the chances of us dominating this game, certainly in terms of possession, even with you know an extreme possession manager, um, was always going to be a big challenge. So look, it's it's okay. I think we, you know, like I said, there weren't too many grumbles really because I think everyone understood what the situation was, and you know we're all realistic and. Yeah, disappointing, but not unexpected and, and not unrealistic what happened. And look, they'll do it to a lot of other clubs, won't they? So, you know, it's um, we, we dust ourselves down and we move on and, and try and uh, do better results-wise uh, in the next game, don't we? But uh, it didn't really turn out like that, did it? No, it didn't. And I think that's probably where the concern comes in um, from a lot of fans. Um, you know, it's easy to look at this and see it as a return to the way things were um you know a month or two ago where you were ju- we were just looking a bit abject and that was again last night when it really we didn't really put together much many passages of play um you know the opening 10 minutes or so we looked decent but outside of that then the game hit a bit of a lull to be honest with you I said this to you last night I thought the game hinged on that very, very early darling chance. I think if we score that, and it's a sitter, by the way, um, you know, there's every every chance we, we gain the confidence that we had a couple of weeks ago and we go kick on and we put in a better performance. But not long after that, I think the, the confidence and the application just drained away. Yeah, it did. That was a big chance. I mean, darling is usually quite good in those situations, mm-hmm. isn't he? He has been quite prolific through his career for a centre-half. I mean... He had quite a few chances last night. He probably he had all it? of our chances, yeah, didn't he? Apart from one. Um, it's, yeah, he was a big threat. And he, he is a big threat in those situations. Um, but you'll be disappointed with that one because you've got him at the target. At least I knew who there. But um, it was disappointing when it, it did feel to me like our major threats were from set pieces. We weren't really creating anything from open play. No. We didn't seem to have a clue with it. I mean... I think the, I understand why the manager made some changes to the starting eleven because it is such a hectic league. I mean, one interesting point I've got really is that he didn't make changes on Saturday, so we played the same team that we played at Plymouth. I understand that because obviously we've been yeah, on a roll, big so, break as well. So changing the the team does seem a you know as if something that isn't the wisest move necessarily. But the, I think the one thing I wanted to mention was that we knew that Saturday was going to be the harder game. I think that's obvious. So. I, what I would have done Saturday rather than what last night would have been I think maybe Jay Fulton should have played Saturday mm. instead of Patino and I think that maybe Patino should have played last night because it would have given us more of a chance to create openings it didn't really suit us so much last night because we were looking more to be on the front foot and we had a more 
you know, yeah. negative player in there, if that makes sense. Whereas on Saturday, you know you're going to be a bit more up against it. So someone like him would have been I better see. suited, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and to be honest with you, when Fulton came on on Saturday, he was, was one of our best players on the pitch. He was he was everywhere. He won ball up. He kind of validates exactly what you're saying there in that he covered every blade of grass and he actually was a real asset. And when you compare it to um, how he played last night, in fact, how a lot of the players played yeah. last night, it wasn't the right game for him. He didn't get into his rhythm at all. A lot of misplaced passes and he was just... The whole performance was just disjointed from from the team, and I think I was going to say in reaction to your point, there's I never I'm not a big fan of the idea of because um, I thought you were edging to the point of saying that you would have thrown the less of the game in order to focus on winning against Watford, but I see now you would have drudged it it's like horses for courses and said we actually won a more defensive team against a yeah. dominant one, not throwing the game, but in the sense of that's the team you want to come at and, and yeah. actually and to be fair I, would, I know I don't like five at the back as I know you don't no. but I can if he'd done that Saturday I would have sort of got it but I understand why he didn't because we won four in a row Yeah. so it's a difficult one but I I do think when you're playing against a team like that sometimes you do have to maybe change it a bit because you know you're going to be more up against it than normal and if you do go a bit more cautious I do see why you would do it now I'm not saying that he should have necessarily but it, it was an option he chose not to do it but I definitely think that if they were if he had in mind this week that certain players were not yeah. going to play every game yeah. then he should have you know certainly bared it in mind of thinking right I'm going to play attacking in this game yes but, yeah because we were going to struggle to keep the ball in the Leicester game so if you play someone like Fulton who might have a better chance of winning it back then that would make a bit more sense as opposed to to last night wouldn't it so I think that's something that the manager should bear in mind really is that Rather than just thinking, right, I'm going to... Because he did this at QPR, didn't he? I think he took out a few. Patino was one yeah. who didn't play in that game, and that was a midweek game. Yeah. And maybe you're looking at it from that point of view, right, I need to freshen it up now and do this. And I, I understand why, because it's a gruelling shed. But look at the bigger picture, isn't it? Yeah, you've, you'd have to give people a chance sometimes and just to, and take one or two out of the firing line to freshen things up. But, yeah, I, for me, that would have been a better move. It might not have made a huge difference. We don't know, do we? But... You certainly think uh, Patino could have helped more in that situation. I mean, you know, instead he had an hour, didn't he, on Saturday, and then they made the change. So it's been weird watching last night because it's hard to know where to start. Um, no one really came out of it, you know, with with glowing praise. A couple did better than others, but really, you know, we 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 struggled to get the ball through the lines um, through midfield into the attackers. So they were starved of service. And secondly, when the ball did go up front, it wasn't sticking at all, was it? It was bouncing back, no. coming back, and it just ended up being a really scrappy, disjointed game from both teams, really. Um, it, it, it didn't feel like, like we were talking before we started recording, didn't we? It didn't feel to me like either team bossed the game. But if I were to say, this doesn't end the draw, someone does win this game, I would have said Watford probably just edged it maybe between a draw and a Watford win somewhere for me there um, which which speaks volumes considering how we played against Leicester a few days earlier we really struggled to put anything on Watford last night we we had that early chance and you know a couple of speculative efforts and a disallowed goal yeah I think what concerned me a lot was like we were giving the ball away cheaply you know we didn't often have enough options on the ball and the other thing I didn't like was there was a lot of aimless lumping it forward from my point of view. Yeah. And I don't really like that. I don't mind if 
you know, you decide to play a long ball because you think somebody could be... Like low you know, going, running away or something. Yeah, there was a, the leaked one for low, for example, yeah. where I, I saw it, you play the ball into a little bit of space yeah. and someone that, that's quite quick can run onto it. I don't mind that so much, but some of them were, it did feel like aimless lumps and like... Yeah, I'm going to win them. Yeah, I don't like to see that. I mean, I've, something that annoys me in general is I think if, when we try and cross the ball into the box and I'm thinking, you know, unless it's a set piece or like a corner or something where you've got someone like Darling going forward... I don't see the point. You're not going to win it in the air. You can't expect Yates to do it. Now, if Kukarevich comes on, I know he wasn't on the bench last night, was he? Because he's carrying a lock. Um, then it's a little bit different because he does have the height, as we saw at Millwall, where Cross comes in, he bangs it in for the third goal. But you can't expect us to score many goals in the air otherwise. So, you know, it's a bit of a silly tactic. It's not going to work. So we shouldn't be doing that either. But I mean, as you say, I mean, the set pieces seem to be our major thing, didn't they? Darling had a couple of headers. Um, there was a shot from him outside the box and obviously as you say the yeah. disallowed goal which I think could have been given I mean I can understand why it wasn't because Cooper has you know blocked the man I don't think it made much of a difference if I'm honest so it's annoying that he's actually done that I think without it then you know it still would have been a goal and you it probably s- would have stood you can slow that down and you can see Cooper's arms on the defender and you can say oh there's a foul um, and that's what the referee will fall back on my argument is you see that in every penalty box for every corner and every free kick and around the penalty area in every game. And in fact, to the extent that there are whole training ground routines where there's players' jobs are purely to block a run from a defender or block a defender tracking a runner who might be running into the box late or something like that and all of a sudden he's got a free run and a free head of the ball and 99 times of 100, it is... Is is given the goal's given. So for him to be so anal about that and and disallow it when it wasn't directly, you know, impacting on Pedersen's header feels a little bit like we got you know we got the shitty end of the stick there. I I just don't like to see you either you either give all of them or you don't give any of them, and that seems to be a particularly harsh decision to me. I think it's definitely one we could have got away with. I think Cooper's been a bit naive, really, unfortunately, and. You know, once if a referee spots that, he's never going to allow it to stand. That's the problem. It's it is annoying because we could really have done with that. And if we had scored it, I mean, oh, it was one goal game, wasn't it? It, it looked like well, we definitely wouldn't have lost, would we? You know, but I think the other issue there is though, right? I'd have been really pleased that we'd won and everything like that. And obviously, it is always a good thing to win when you're not playing well because you can't play well every week. But I think I still would have walked away from there thinking, in general, that was quite crap and with this paper and over cracks, but. Look, when that happens once in a while, it's fine. I think the criticism yeah. comes when, towards the end of C. Cooper's reign, there were a lot of those games that we seemed to nick and you were thinking, this is genuine daylight robbery. We this keep is talking crap. about this, where we say style or substance, don't we? And if you don't have style, you've got to have substance. And if we'd won last night, we'd have come away, we would have gone, do you know what? Those are the games you need to win. The scrappy yeah. one nils. if you want to end up in the upper mixes at the end of the season, you need to win these games where it doesn't look like there is going to be a winner. Um, we could have won it. Um, and we watched the highlights back and, you know, recollecting what we can from last night's drab performance. We created as much as Watford. And I don't feel like even though they dominated, particularly for about half hour of the second half in terms of territory and we couldn't keep the ball, in terms of clear-cut chances, we had as many as them. Um, and I hate to say it's because there's seven or eight players who put in a lot worse performances and this man saves us every week. But Rushworth will be, I think, a little bit disappointed with a winner. Yeah, he might be. Um, it is a great hit, I think, to be fair. I mean, he is that side. 
yeah, I think he might be a little bit disappointed, but at the same time, he's been really good for us so far. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's like a glaring mistake or anything. It's more of a case of, you know, when he looks back, he'll think, oh, maybe I could have saved that. But look, it is what it is. He made a great save in the first half, didn't he? Yeah, he you does know. it every game. He, he, you know, for every one like that where it's yeah. gone in, um, there's two or three where you think, and I hate to mention the F word. Uh, yeah. But you wonder what? Well, well, we we know exactly what you're talking about, though, don't we? <laughs> it's the only time the F word doesn't mean a swear word. Well, it, it is a swear word on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think it is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, not without bringing that up. I think mm. you go do wonder how many uh, results, even though we've had a poor start to the season overall, how many results he's salvaged for us already. Well, yeah, I mean, being honest, we've got a nice gap to that bottom three, haven't mm. we? Can, even though we've not been good in a lot of the games. Um, and you know we've conceded quite a few goals, as you say. But yeah, I mean, if uh, if we did have a different goalkeeper, I do wonder about how much worse it would be. So yeah, look, Rushworth has been one of our best players, without a doubt, I would say. Um, but look, everyone's probably—I'm sure he's got high standards himself, and you might be a little bit disappointed. But yeah, look, it, it is what it is. The, the fact is, everybody in general was below par last night. I would say so. <laughs> you know, I, I just remember one point last night. I remember saying to you. Because we were so shit at keeping the ball, and he fizzed one out of the box, and I said to you, "See, that's a shit pass." And, it and he went straight. They went about 40, 50 yards straight to low yeah. feet. And even when I'm watching from the bird's eye view, we've got at the back of the east. I didn't even see that pass. The the, the guy's range of pass and his vision yeah. and his ability to make that happen, like you think he's a left footer, right? So you want to yeah. cut off that clearance angle. He'll just switch it to his right foot and he can pick out a pass on his right as well. He's going places, that goalkeeper. We're lucky to have him. Um, and and it was just a, one of those ones where if you watch it back, he is on that near post, Rushworth. Um, so you will probably, probably a bit of a perfectionist by nature to get to where he is. Um, you'll probably look at that back and be a bit disappointed that he's managed to beat him there. Yeah, like you say, even if we'd got a nil-nil, I still would have come out of there. Yeah. Not especially pleased, to be honest. Even thinking that was crap, but obviously you would then go well. It's a point and it's a clean sheet. So for me, that's um, a bad day at the office. I mean, because you look at, you know, we've lost two on the bounce now, so that's that's a, on paper a concern. But the performance was good against Leicester, and yeah. no one came out to Leicester saying grumbling and saying duff out or any of this. They were actually quite upbeat after we just won four on the bounce and it was a nice performance to, to if that run had to end. So this, at the moment, still stands as a bad day at the office. I mean, key for me now is how we bounce back on Saturday. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we, we did say previously that we wanted the manager to go. Quite a bit has changed since then. I think it's clear that things have been sorted behind the scenes, I mean, but that does need to be a one-off, really, or certainly a, uh, not a repeat for a while because... That was really poor and concerning if it treated in isolation. But look, we'll see how we go. I mean, we've got 15 points from 13 games. If we're being honest, that's not great, is it? Um, so you're just over a point a game. You won't go down with that, but it's not great. Um, you know, I guess we'll have to see how the next three games go before the next international break, really, won't we? Um, you know, if we don't get a win in one of them, the pressure could build again, I think. Because, you know... yeah. And then two of the next games are of the next three are away. Um, he can't. To, he's not going. He's not going to become under much pressure. I don't think until the next international break because he'll just have these three games and we'll see where we go. But I think the pressure you can't could, lose these three. Oh no, five on the bounce. Then that's that exactly that's that's the problem. I mean, 
because because of such a bad start, even with those four wins, yeah, they've pulled us up. But we're still only averaging just over a point a game. You would say, even if we had an average start to the season, not many managers, well, some do, but you lose five on the bounce. If you're not under pressure at that point, then you've got to really trust in board and chairman because five on the bounce is, is, yeah. is, a, is a rut then, isn't it? Yeah, and I think sometimes it does depend on your like circumstances, really, doesn't it? I mean, you know, how well have you been backed and, and everything like this comes into it? Mm. How new are you in the job? Yeah, there's all sorts of factors. I mean, the Sheffield Wednesday lose five on the bounce, possibly. I know we, they have made a change now. But they, they were cannon fodder from the moment yeah. they got promoted. Well, they were. That's the thing. They didn't improve their squad, did yeah, they? Yeah, and I know obviously we had some bad runs last year. I mean, the, we were critical at various points. But obviously after the, the transfer window had shut and you know the manager was shafted in terms of yeah. not bringing anybody in. I, I, said, I'm, I can't remember how many we did lose in a row or what type. I know it was a winless run of a while, wasn't it? But I certainly think there was initially there was some slack cut because yeah. of what the circumstances were. I mean, you know, I think if you're at a club that's you know certainly if you're at Leicester, and I think you lost two or three on the bounce, you'd come under pressure because of the players you've got. Whereas, you know, down here it's not going to be that extreme, is it? But yeah, I think we've got to try and stop. I think, haven't we? This feast and famine of runs of results <laughs> from the last what eighteen months or whatever is it? Because it is just getting ridiculous now. I'm not obviously. I love it when we go on these great runs of seven wins in nine or four in a row as we've just done. But we've got to then stop going on runs of seven without defeat or anything like that. We've got to. Can we just be like? We always seem to end up in that average mid-table position, but we get there <laughs> in the most stupidest way possible. Can we just be a bit more... The form you know, table, or either at yeah. the top or the bottom, aren't we? Yeah, we can't, I don't want us to be coming in and thinking things like, Christ, we're going to endanger the drop here, we've got to sack the manager, or then thinking, cool, we're pushing we're for the up. top, <laughs> this, someone's going to poach this guy. I mean, it's because it's just getting stupid now, isn't it? We, we need to be a bit more... You know, consistent, should we say? God, o- you overall, say you want you want us to be a bit more boring than. <laughs> well, I, the Swans are never going to do that. Are they? They're still not in the DNA. But you know, can we just not go on these like awful? Can we? I don't know. Rather than have no wins in seven, can we have two in seven or something? It's not yeah. quite as bad then, is it? Yeah. You know, know or just mean. and then pick up a bit. Maybe have four in the next, four or five in the next seven. I don't know, but yeah, it's just. You know, because when you're on these bad runs or whatever, it doesn't have to make you feel down. And it's just the pressure builds and everything like that then. And it just, people seem to be changing their minds then. And it's understandable why opinions change because results are so bloody extreme. And I think with that, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because you go from thinking, this man's got to go. We haven't won in seven games. This is really concerning. Yeah, and the performances are crap as well. And we have different positions, different opinions on where we think this squad is at. And we've spoken about this on previous podcasts. But whatever you think the squad is, you don't win any of the first seven and alarm bells are ringing. And, you know, like I said, we spoke about this before. But when you then go from that to winning four on the bounce, you're thinking... And this is where the the Duff thing really interests me, because if we took his, if this was his first job and you had nothing to compare it to, you'd be thinking, oh, we are, we got another hot cold manager like Russell Martin, yeah, where he could inst- instigate a run of great results back to back to back, and then fall off the edge of a cliff and not be able to resurrect it. He can't stop the rot for weeks. But we saw. Um, him do this at Barnsley and Cheltenham we may not have seen it happen but we know it's happened at Barnsley and Cheltenham where he's started really slowly and then picked up so I'm almost I'll be honest with you Steve I'm almost inclined to take the start of the season those first seven games 
and see that that was an awful, dreadful, slow start to his tenure, and that's it. And and I know there's going to be a lot of pushback on that, but in terms of he's done it at Barnsley and then he kicked on. He did it at Cheltenham and then he kicked on. Here, it took an age, and then we won four on the bounce. So if you were to look at that and say, that's Duff's bad start, then we've had win, win, well, if we take the QPR game, it wasn't great, but we got a point out of that before the four games that we won on a bounce. And then we had a good performance in defeat against Leicester. This would be the first poor performance we've had since that QPR game where where we got a point. Um, so we need, uh, for me, it's, I'm not really kind of focusing too much on the start of the season. It was a lot of change, personnel, but also styles and, and ideas and ambitions and stuff like that of where we wanted to go. Um, but I'm looking on Saturday now and I think we need one or the other. We either need a good performance or we need a result because that then would become three on a trot and that then would, I wouldn't really have a defence for not being able to halt that slide again, you know? This is the problem, isn't it? I think, you know, he does tend to start badly, as you said, and yeah, it's improved then. You're never going to carry on winning consecutively. I mean, I was looking back to the record books for the fanzine and there's not many occasions where we have won four in a row. I mean, there was mm. last season. I mean, I think throughout the whole Premier era, we didn't. I think under Rogers we did once. Um, that was before we went, went up. I mean, under Martinez when we won the league. We must have then. Uh, there were two runs of six in a row, I think, and a run of four, something like that. So, yeah. But, I mean, you've won the league. It's not that... Probably an absolute mile Yeah, as well. it's, it's not a great shock then that you're going to have these runs of, yeah. of wins in a row. So... But yeah. I think just the way we've got to look at it is there's this three games until the next international break. Let, let's see sort of how they go. I mean, not just in terms of results, but but performances too. I mean, like you say, Duff, slow starter. Um, that, that, and obviously the, those wins have bought him some time. Yeah. There are still some doubts there, I think. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see how we go. Certainly the rumour mill has, has stopped in recent weeks, whether it, you know, picks back up again now that... Um, you know, if we do carry on with poor results, um, we're just going to have to wait and see, really, aren't we? But, yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed. For now, he's going to get treated in, in that one as, as isolation, but this depends on the next uh, few goals. But, I mean, 15 points from 13 games, it's not great, no. really, is it? I mean, no. if you put in it as a big picture, that will keep you up. If you put it over a season, you'll end up with um, just over 50 points, won't you? So yeah. that will be fine. You won't go down with that, but... At the same time, is that what we're is that satisfactory for us? Probably not. That would be our worst season yeah. since we came to this level. So worst seasons, you know, since two thousand and eight, wasn't it? And probably before that, because that was a championship winning season. So yeah, you know, um, yeah. But look, there's a long way to go. A lot can change, and it does change here because, as we've seen, it's no wins in seven, and then four in a row, and just like it was last year, was it three wins in twenty or something, and then seven in nine. And and two got, runs of seven in nine last year. You got people flip flopping all over the place. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those, those seven in nine. I mean, you put the, the two lots of them. That's forty-two points, and I can't remember if we had draws in the other one, and we ended up with about sixty points, didn't we? Yeah. So if you think then you're taking the rest of the the games on their own, I mean, it's way less than a point a game, which yeah. is horrific, really. But you know, in the end, you put it all together, and like I say, you end up we ended up tenth, didn't we? And the points total overall wasn't that bad, but it just looks. Absurd. I mean, Steve Cooper did similar when you think about it the first year, didn't he? Yeah. Won five of the first six and may have won four of the last six or something. And I yeah. think that was nearly half our points for the season. So the all the games in between, 
you know, over 30 of them is averaging about a point a game. Yeah. So, yeah, we can't see... ended up in the playoffs. Yeah, did. <laughs> With a low total, I must admit, yeah. for a playoff finish. Yeah. But did end up in there partly because, obviously, but for, it's Forrest it. blew it. You're going to look at this now and you're going to think... Um, as you said before, a ball was kicked. The standard it seems to have gone up. There seems to be everyone seems to have recruited heavily in the summer, and yeah, apart from a handful and those teams, well, they got really the struggling. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm already looking at that bottom three and thinking and it would not there. shock me if yeah. it's those three. Yeah, I mean, I know Plymouth are struggling down there with them, but I think they could be good enough. I mean, when we played them, I didn't think they were a bad side particularly. They wanted to play football, which yeah, is they did. You know, they, they're also, they're a team with a lower budget than a lot of sides, but I didn't think they were awful. I mean, I think Huddersfield could struggle. I mean, obviously, they, they had a pace yeah. in last night against a team I don't want to talk about. Um, but those, I think if those, the three that are in the bottom three now, yeah. it'd be a major shock if they weren't in the bottom six, wouldn't it? Oh, for yeah, example, yeah. You know, and I think, let's be honest, it would be a humongous shock if, in the same way that if Leicester didn't go up that if Sheffield Wednesday didn't go down. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not bothered about the drop particularly. I'm not saying that we couldn't get, you know, end up down there. But I think there's, there are definitely worse teams than us, but I'm not going to say the uh, unthinkable yeah, word, uh, phrase. To yes, <laughs> I'm not going to say that because that's not the case. I just think, and I remember saying this to you a few weeks ago, that he couldn't get that bad, yeah, because, or at least he couldn't get that bad in the duff. Because I do feel like if things were headed that way, and let's be honest, we're not in the boardroom, so we don't know the conversations that have gone on between the American investors, the owners and whatnot. Um, but we'd be naive if we were to think there was no conversations going on about Duff's future during those seven winless games. Oh, there must have been. I, like, I think if we hadn't beaten Sheffield Wednesday, that could have been it. That would have been it. Because yeah. they were the team where you thought, right, you know what? This, this, a, it needs to win. But B, we need to give ourselves confidence so we don't just make this a one-off. Because yeah. we've got to beat Sheffield Wednesday this season. But exactly. And let's be honest, even at 1-0 up, there were fans chanting, you know, Michael Duff, the football is shit. Well, it, well, no, you it know, was, though. Yeah, it was, but what, I mean, is is better, but what I mean is we're winning at this point and people are still we're still on the case. And like we've seen it before with the, the ownership. I know there's a few different people in there now, but if you remember when the board, the fans really turned on Bob Bradley, he was gone, wasn't he? Yeah. So that does tell you they are sceptical to, you know, is he, fan reaction. He's, he's, I think he's already fighting an uphill battle here because he got booed last night or the team got booed a full time. Um... Which yeah, coming off the back of four wins and a good performance against the champions elect, I feel like um, if you just took that and you put that out, you go bloody hell. The performance was shit. Let's be yeah. honest. But like, did seem a bit harsh, didn't it? It seemed harsh, and also that um, for a few people, it's going to be say nothing when we're winning, and then when we're losing, the knives are out. And I feel like a few people have their. Mine's made up in that sense, and he may yeah, just be may on do. one of those ones where it's like um, everyone's only going to be happy or satisfied or content, if you like. Well, you know, the winds are racking in, but you know, the moment they drop off, then that's it. Well, it's quite interesting. I did write a piece about um, in the latest fanzine about how I think Duff could be a bit like Kenny Jacket, whereas Jacket was successful. Jacket sorted out. Yeah, but he, he was not liked, was he? Let's be honest about yeah. it. People did not like him. And even when we were successful, there was always still quite a cold relationship between him and the fans. Which is interesting because he had the most entertaining team in my son's memory, really, in terms of... He did, but even then, he didn't, the but he didn't want to... 
I don't know, certainly at the start, anyway, the football was awful. And I think he backed down a bit, didn't he? And I think Duff has sort of backed down yeah. to a point. But I think he's never going to be loved, is he? But, but also, I think Duff probably doesn't care. But in the same way, that like, I think Duff, uh, sorry, Jacket was quite thick-skinned, yeah. wasn't he? I think he backed down to save his job, but he wasn't bothered about if people particularly liked it. I think it's probably more if the owners... Uh, we're happy and look, we were successful, so it was fine. I'm not saying Duff is going he's to be not. successful, but I think even if he is, it's he's not going to be loved. That's that's the impression that I that I get. But Duff won't care. You got you, we've had three managers in the last ten years or fifteen years who've had who are the type to go around on PR opportunities and kiss babies in the forehead and stuff like that. And you've got Martinez, Rogers, and Russell Martin, and yeah. those three are the PR dream. For for yeah. for the fans, aren't they? And you've got other managers. Then, I mean, L- Loudrup to an extent was very aloof. You know yeah, I, mean? I think he wasn't so much like I he think was, he was loved, but yeah. I think Loudrup was more of a funny one. He was a bit cold. I think he, but he yeah. wasn't wasn't abrasive though, was he? No, and he wasn't arsy in the media, and he always wanted the right things. But I think he was more one of them that would just sort of let the players take responsibility. But he never really threw them under the bus either, did he? No, if you know what I mean. He was quite just. A very relaxed and calm person, really. Yeah. Up, wasn't he? I think he wasn't looking for affection. But I think job, not, to be no, I think he's happy just to. Uh... Whereas I think Duff is a bit like no, I think he is more driven than someone like Loudrup, for example. Yeah, and is happy to upset people. I think I don't think Loudrup was the type to upset people. I think he was no. just a bit like. I don't think it excited him so much, did it? I think like, he liked I, certain I, things. I know we're going to like hark back here now, but I do feel like part of the reason why. He, his job and ultimately he was sacked was because players were feeling like we got sucked into a relegation battle here and it just was not phasing him and nothing was really changing he was quite relaxed about it didn't he? I think he felt oh well we're good enough to get out and we it, were but, focusing on Europa know. as well weren't we yeah we might have, I'm not, I'm not that was sure a massive tangent I'm going off here I know, I'm not sure we'd have gone down on gym but like the, this guy is a bit of a jacket I think yeah. if you know what I mean as in yeah. there was a bad start it turned around but I think the crowd on the jacket, if it had turned back and we'd been crapping his the last year at the Vetch, then there would have been people on the case, wouldn't it? Because he wasn't particularly popular. Yeah. So, so like when you you don't play great football, it does show you if you don't win, then you know, people are on your case. And I think it, maybe that's gonna be and similarly this with, with Duff, isn't it? Similarly, if you are if you go around stroking egos and telling everyone the best thing in the world and taking photos with fans day and night and going around the community and all that stuff that those three managers I mentioned did extensively it also gives you the other side of it which buys you the patience time and understanding of the fans then yeah. when you do have bad runs and, and yeah well, well no manager has ever basically come out and said I'd rather go up and lose to Cardiff twice have they either Cardiff managers have which is yeah. why we've always laughed at them yeah and said but, you've not understood yeah or they, even if they haven't said that they've been Similar lines, isn't it? Dave Jones Dave was Jones obviously was me. he hated it, didn't he? That's the, yeah. I think for like I'm not sure if Dave ever played in a derby in his career and he made a mistake or something and took a boost for it. I think that's and I think that's why he doesn't like them. So they get, he doesn't it really doesn't but, get because I remember him actually mentioning it before. And, I, and the, the key thing is there, even if that's the case, don't bloody say it. Just, just you've got to give confidence. You've got to be saying it the other way. It's like you know, it's a chance for someone to be a hero, isn't it? He's, you don't say, "Oh, I know, he could be making a mistake and it'll cost him." So he's he's, yeah. he's he's like the Grinch who's like you find out after he's had a bad childhood and that's why he's a miserable. Well, look, I can un- in all fairness, I can understand why Dave Jones is quite miserable. I think most of us would be in his situation, but I think that's a different uh, story, isn't it? But look, I think 
but the point I'm making here, Duff is a bit of a jacket, I think, and he could be successful. He's never going to be loved, as he? He's never... When he leaves, I don't again. Some people will may well shake him by the hand and go, you've done a great job, depending on what happens in the future. But I, I don't think too many are going to be that devastated when he leaves, if that makes sense. He's not that... Just He's just a bit... He's not really the type of character that we love down here and embrace, is he? No, he's, and, and no because he's not... The, he doesn't fit the... Um, the 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 mould of Swansea City manager that we've been employing for the since we started coming through the league's disease. He hasn't type. We have had that community feel. We've had that close knit relationship, yeah. and we talked about playing beyond the sum of our parts and stuff. Yeah, and exactly. That is where we've excelled, and so he'll be judged on his success, and he will be he live and die by his on field success. And I've I've seen a lot in the last four or five games where I've been in, I've been excited by what we can achieve on the pitch but like you say off the pitch then you, you have that issue where you don't buy yourself the time because you're not you know you're not loved you know wholly loved by the fan base I just thought it was really super harsh last night with the booze it just felt like it, it was it, a bit harsh you know yeah if we lose on Saturday then I and played like we did last night then I had to say then I would would be surprised if there wasn't discontent in the stands and, and people would be unhappy. But, um, you know, looking ahead to Saturday, I think it's huge. I, I do, I think, because it doesn't just say, can we, um, can we get back to winning ways? To me, it also says, um, is, was, the, was Tuesday a flash in the pan in terms of it was a bad day at the office or were the four wins in a row, a freak upturn in form that has quickly dissipated back from seven uh, without a win, then the four complete freak results, and then back to three defeats. I think it's, it's unlikely to get four freak results, isn't it? I think yeah. that's the way of looking at it. One, the one thing I would probably say is that Duff was lucky to have Sheffield Wednesday when he did. If he'd had someone else, he could have been gone. And then that's the key to it. And then I don't, I don't think Millwall were great, but look, we did really put them to the sword. But then the likes of Norwich and Plymouth, I thought we did play quite well. I don't think we were on a bit of a roll there. Maybe that international break hasn't helped us, but look, we've got to we've got to just see how it goes. I mean, there's you know, there's the time has been bought here because of the, that yeah, run of, yeah. of wins, and we just see how it goes. I think you know, look, there are still doubts. I mean, certainly what we saw last night wasn't encouraging at all. But let's let's see how the next three go. And then we'll, you know, we've got a break. It's a natural opportunity for God, if there was going yeah. to be some sort of a change. I mean, I personally don't think there will be one. But yeah, look, we'll we'll see what happens over the next three. I think, um, you know, they, they, it could be a big period again now for the manager. I mean, well, like I mean, say, it could be just, huge. Just these stupid spells of, you know, wins and then just nothing. It's just it's got to stop. But it? you could see, I'd say out of the next three games, with two of them being away now, it's a real disappointment we picked nothing up from these two. Yeah, Just gone. Um, but I would say we can pick up four points. I'd accept that from the next three games. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and anything more then leads me to confidence for the future because that then says that this was just a little mini yeah. rut. I think if we don't get a win in the three, that's very concerning, I would say. Because then you went to another run then of five without a win. So you've had seven without, you've had four in a row, and five without. Again, it's this classic. I'll be honest with you, I don't yeah. think he survives that. He if might we, not. If we don't so, win Unless the, the performances three. are particularly good, and it? And mm. it's just, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, you, you don't win. And that, that can happen, can't it? I mean, it, 
I think it's unlikely that you have three really good performances and don't win any of them. The chances of that are quite slim, aren't they? You might have the odd one where you play well and you, you don't get it. We anything. had a mental issue under Martin where we were panicking late on and throwing away wins, which was yeah. which was a real pain in the ass. But um, I can't see us going through a mental issue no. there now. It doesn't feel like we have we had a systemic no. problem early doors with him. We didn't want to play his style of play. He couldn't get us to play his style of play. I look at it now and I think if he can pick up a result on Saturday, I think the majority of fans will say, okay, then we go back and we carry on and we were back to supporting this team forward. But if we lose... There's pressure on the Sunderland game, isn't there? There will be pressure on the Sunderland game then. And then the Sunderland game will have the misplaced passes and whatnot because you'll have that situation again then where you'll have the pressure and then you'll have that issue with... um, you know, when the fans don't help the players on yeah. the pitch and it'll, every little misplaced pass will get concerned. But we don't have that Sheffield Wednesday game where you have a bit of a gimme to get you out of jail. Well, we've got to be realistic here. I mean, we've we've faced a few teams who are at the bottom already, haven't we? Yeah. I know we've got, you know, Leicester out of the way now, but we've played Sheffield Wednesday, we've played Queen's Park Rangers, yeah. we've played Plymouth. We haven't played the Ipswiches or the Southampton no. and stuff like that, the Leeds. Leeds, we haven't Leeds played. Stuff, you know? we haven't, Rotherham we haven't played, that's, that's a team that's struggling that's that, we've, one, yeah. that we've not faced yet, but the fixture list hasn't been too daunting yet, really. No. I mean, these two games now, I think were the first two that we've faced, or not, we have faced Norwich as well, and we was going to say the teams that are on parachute payments, and obviously that's meant to be a bit of a disadvantage, isn't it? So, you know, look, we're going to have to see how, how things pan out, don't we? But we have got some, you know, we have faced some of those teams at the bottom. And, yeah, look, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We know this is a funny league, don't we? And I mean, I wouldn't have been too shocked if the Swans had somehow put in one of the performances of the season and won on Saturday and then turned up the stinker and lost last night. That would have been typical Swans. Yeah, exactly. That would have been exactly what happens if you look back to the later years in the Prem. When we had, around, I think when Carvalhal came in, I remember thinking... We're, we're bottom we've got Liverpool and Arsenal at home on the horizon how the hell are we going to get any results here we somehow end up winning both it seems to be what we do and then you lose to someone crap and throw yourself into trouble so you do never know with, with this division and who the hell would have said we'd have won four in a row because like I said that's hard to do no matter what level you're at and yeah to win four in a row after losing seven the odds in the bookies would have been enormous on that so we don't know, do we? We've got to just wait and see. Hope that last night was a one-off and hope it doesn't happen again. But look, well, you know, as the games go on, you just make your decisions based on what you see, don't you? And obviously, we're making our decisions now based on 13 games, is it, I think? Mm-hmm. And obviously, so, you know, we have seen a lot more bad than good, if we're being honest. But obviously, that was ba- last night was bad, but that's the first time in a while because we love these peaks and troughs, don't we? So, yeah. We'll um, we'll see, won't we? It won't be an easy game at Blackburn, but you know, it is in this league. Anyone can beat anyone. It's the old saying, isn't it? And I think Blackburn are certainly that type of team as well. Yeah, they're the sort of that sort of team as well. Where they yeah. go every every once in most seasons, they look at Blackburn and go, "Oh, this might be the year they go back up," and then they fall off the edge of a cliff. Yeah, so they, I don't know what their situation is like, but it wouldn't shock me if they're sort of similar to us with yeah. good and bad runs and yeah. the type that can beat anybody or, or lose to anybody. So yeah. I'd stay clear of it in terms of accumulators. That's what I would say. <laughs> well, yeah. If they just won a game, you put money on them to win the next. But uh, yeah. yeah, if they were on a run, you'd never know. I think with us, I can see us putting in a performance on Saturday. I hope I'm right because 
um, is huge because if you can't get a performance on Saturday, as I said, there's alarm bells then. Um, and I think it'll be enough to get a result. I'm not daunted by playing Blackburn. I think the, I think we can beat them. If we play like we did the last four or five games, apart from Tuesday, I think we can beat them up there. Um, do you think so? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're probably like thinking, you worry about Saturday you now because of last night, right? Yeah. I, the, the truth is, it's, it's hard to tell, isn't it? I think you would, you'd have to say they're favourites, but that doesn't mean we're not going to go there and, and do something either, does it? So our record there is not very good. That's one thing I, I do know. I can't remember. Have we won there in recent years? I can't I remember. We lost to a, like a late goal at the back post last, last season. Year, the year before was Martin's first game, wasn't it? But that's Lattie right. Bodier nearly put us behind in the first minute yeah. with a, an absolutely ridiculous back We should have conceded about six that game, yeah. I think. I think just before the lockdown, we went there and we drew 2-2 and there was like a deflected equaliser for them right at the end. I'm trying to think during the during the did we play during the full lockdown season we must have played them um, and I can't remember did we, did we play them I'm trying to think at what was we played them but at the end of the Potter season was it right at the end last game yes that's when that's, that's when we drew we? Yeah. and then I remember the once we played them in the prem Yakubu scored four oh, yeah. lost four two <laughs> and I remember coming out of there with it absolutely seething steam coming out of my ears because the defending was so Fucking bad and we'd lost to a team that were pretty much booing their own players because uh, Steve Keane was in charge and they hated him didn't Leroy Lita score one of his only goals for us that yeah, day yeah he scored a, it's a cracking goal it was a lovely team ball, in, yeah, cross in but yeah how did, I don't know what we did do in that, that lockdown season up there actually something's telling me we had a draw and there was a penalty scored by Grime, by somebody no it must have been AU so I think this, that might have been a draw but yeah I can't remember us winning up there that's no. not so, there we, so basically in our lifetime I don't think we have won there well, someone could correct me, but obviously that that first year in the Prem was the first time we played him in a long time. I think, yeah, probably yeah. since the eighties, I would guess. Because I think during, I'm sure I looked at the the glory years of when we went up at Preston, the league table. And they I think in the Premier League, were they? No, I think that we went up at Blackburn's expense. Oh, okay. I think they were they were behind us. Right. So I'm not sure then if we we probably played them on the way down and didn't see them again then because Blackburn didn't go back into the top flight until the first year of the Prem so yeah, yeah. and a couple of years later <laughs> yeah well only a few quid from, from Jack Walker <laughs> and uh, yeah which is strange a long I mean both types different types of glorious don't get me wrong but uh, I'm hoping it'll just be a good game back to the sort of enjoyable Swans performances perhaps we've had of the last few games um and and we'll get back to that. But at the end of the day, um, this period now, between now and the next international break, could make or break Michael Duff. Definitely. Um, you know, and he's probably aware of it as well. He'll, you know, he's going to need another win in these next three, isn't he? He can't afford to go five without a win. And we all know these international breaks, they're dangerous times for managers. Fucking eight international breaks. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. We haven't they're like transfer windows managers. We haven't they? sacked too many managers, do And Bradley was the obvious one, wasn't it? And they'd obviously planned that as well, didn't they? Because, oh, sorry, not not Bradley, Greedland. Yeah, Bradley, like Bradley, 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 yeah. Yes, Bradley came in doing it. And I think it was obvious that no matter what had happened in that Liverpool game that we had just two before that games, break, yeah, that they, they'd already decided they were going to make the change and then they were waiting for the break as the natural time to do it and you, you see it a lot so they're dangerous spells for managers without question so 
you know, you don't want to be giving a, a man as uh, a board of directors any sort of doubt going into an international break and, and five without a win. And when previously you've had seven without a win, it's certainly not a good thing for. I'm willing manager. to, as I said earlier, I'm willing to give him that opening seven on the grounds of that. So yeah, but I, I'm not you sure. Can't, you can't if he goes five. Yeah, discount the opening seven then. Yeah, it comes into the mix, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and I don't think the board will do that anyway. I, you know, I'm pretty sure that there'll be some angry people on that board who will want to make a change, which I think is different compared to the past because I think if this board were in now. I think Martin would have been gone sometime in March. Yeah. You know, but things look things have changed now, it's a little bit different. There's yeah. more voices, but it will depend People on who's got to see a return for their fans. They they do, but it also it depends on what the percentages are of who owns what, which we still don't know because you know, it's Andy Coleman wouldn't, wouldn't well, Yeah, he wouldn't allude to it. So you know, because let's say now Steve Kaplan has still got thirty percent or whatever, then it'll only take him and maybe Levy and to not want to make a change and then the newer guys that have come in maybe can't um, you know even if they want him out it's up to them to try and persuade them to make the change so mm. it is complicated isn't it the world of Swansea City yeah I was going to ask you about the um, the meeting the other night um, but that kind of feels like it's by the by now because was there any great revelations from that um, I think the from Andy Coleman's point of view he did, he did talk quite well and he said that um, you know, don't judge me on what I say, judge me on what I do, because Nigel from a touch far vetch basically said, this is the third person or fourth person that sat down in front of me. He said, Why the hell should I believe you're any different? Which is Oh, quite, like the Amer- since the Americans Yeah, been, and which is yeah. a completely fair comment, you know. And he said the correct thing, which is judge what I do, not what I say. So obviously there needs to be a little bit of time with that, but yeah, is he gonna be someone that instigates some sort of change? I mean you, you don't know, do you? but but they're, they're decent lights, aren't they, the fans' forums? I mean, you can't always get decent answers out of people, but, you know, um, that was probably the the main one. I mean, stuff like programmes cropped up again, which has become the new stadium expansion. And it's, you know, I do understand the frustration over the fact that we don't do a programme anymore, but it's not going to change, is it? I mean, and the fact is, I think it's, a, it's not really a situation where now in a forum is the best place to bring it up. I think you're better off trying to speak to people privately about it because, you know, the same answer is going to come otherwise and I think people need to be made, shown why that's not going to come back. But, look, I think, yeah, these some forums are better than others. It depends on some of the questions, doesn't it, sometimes? And, I mean, who's on the panel and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, the, the supporters' trust chair is a completely empty one, really. I mean, there was someone sitting there, I can't remember what the name was, if I'm honest, but one for Kevin Johns they wouldn't have been asked a question I mean that probably shows now doesn't it the, it's apathy now isn't it it is I think because of what happened with the vote I mean the membership numbers aren't even on the website I think people have it was always going to go one or two ways wasn't it you were either going to get you know um, a few people angry standing against them yeah. and then the fans would back that or it was going to go right you're not I'm done with you and well, I, I think, think that's what's happened the way it's turned that way is because they've sold down their rights as well haven't they so well, now they have, what yeah. they're standing for yeah it's difficult it needs, probably needs a change now doesn't it so to um, you know a, a change of tax should we say because it can't really do a lot that was there before and obviously it does still need to hold the club to account but I think it, it's the point more that's being made is that I think the fans have just lost you know the feeling for it and yeah. feel like it's a little bit irrelevant and I guess the, the question is, yeah, it, it's a real shame and how that can change long term is, is going to be 
very difficult really but the only way that changes is if we get relegated multiple times and the club goes up for sale at a fraction of the cost and you know and, and then the club can you know and the, the trust can cobble together and see yeah. we don't we'd need an existential crisis Swansea City's yeah. future in jeopardy again but it would but it just feels it, like that's not going to happen yeah it's, it's just a difficult one really now isn't it but I mean I'm sure it still could change potentially in time but it is difficult and you wonder as well I suppose what the real issue is the, those that are on the board that were involved in that decision making well people don't like them today but at the same time if you haven't if you're not a member and I'm not a member now because no. that's like my protest against it you can't vote for other people no. in there either and not so just it's, that you need people who want to do those roles yes you do which is a so big problem so it's it's difficult isn't it um, yeah but what, what realistically what, what can you do but Look, the forum was good. I think Watson spoke a lot and was talking about what he's doing. He is on about moving down here, which is is certainly a good thing. I would say there was nothing from that on Duff, but yeah, so look, much I mean, the last Duff. Look, I was I was tempted. I think, but I think the issue is when you're on you a, a good run. You'd have in the face. <laughs> you might have done. I think the I think the, from my point of view is when you're on a good run like that. Yeah, you don't really want to rock the boat too much no. and cause issues I think if we'd been on a bad run I think the knives may have been out and I may have been a bit more forceful in the end the question I decided to ask was about the Cardiff game and about all the rules and how strict it was and why was that the case and yeah I didn't really get much of an answer back Coleman just said Jan obviously Jan being here long wasn't aware of what it was like previously and how would it change but said he would come back to me on it whether he will or not I don't know probably have to ask the question again and find out but yeah yeah um but look I think if anyone does want to go through what was on the forum then my Twitter account is or, or X I should say now and it's probably the place to to have a look really so um yeah I covered most of it oh well, yeah we well let's end on something positive because we always end on something positive so what from Swansea City can you give me to end this podcast with um it's not long till the next international break and Wales had a good result last oh, time God. so <laughs> Um, what can I end on? Um, look, You're going to sing the Wheels Away song? Uh, you can close with the Wheels Away song if you want. I'm not going to the next <laughs> one, so maybe I can't. But um, look, I think the way we've got to look at it is hopefully last night is one result in, or certainly a performance in isolation. You know, we'd seen that was the worst in five or six games. So look, let's let let's see what happens. But um yeah, we we don't know, but at least there's no more Tuesday night home games until February because they're not always the best, are they? And that one is against Winter Leeds. Tuesday night games, fucking shit. Yeah, exactly. And, them. and like I said, the next one's against Leeds. So yeah, and Swansea Leeds tends to be good games. Yeah, the crowd will be up. So that's one. That, When's that February? Yeah, it's a while off yet. So I know yeah. it'll, it'll, it could likely be a crap night or whatever weather-wise, but look, people will be up for that, won't they? Yeah. They will bring a full crowd. Because that's often the thing with the Tuesday night, isn't it? The opposition never bring much. And I'm not criticising because it's grim, isn't it? I mean, Norwich especially didn't bring many, did they? But look, those t- when we pl- in those situations, it'll be better, won't it? I mean, the- and who the hell knows where both of us will be at that point? Yeah, exactly. The way we're both playing at the moment, it could be yeah, so, <laughs> anything. Look, and I mean, I think realistically, people are not huge fans of Tuesday night. So we've only got to look at the empty seats behind the goal to, to tell you that, really, I'm new. So... Yeah, look, we haven't got another one of them this year, so I don't no, think anyone not. will be too devastated about that, will they? Let's end on that. No more Tuesday nights, no more cold Tuesday nights in the uh, miserable weather for the winter. But we have so, got one, a cold uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday night uh, at Stoke, haven't we? So that's... Yeah, just don't go to that. Oh, I won't be. 
But, but that's, I've just felt like I have to say that because it's, it's Can, obviously the ultimate of grimness, isn't it? Well, and it's in December. Well, yeah. It's a true, true test of Duff's ability is if he can do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke. He'd probably love that. It sounds like he's you know, it sounds like his bag to be honest with you. Yeah, no, and, and Cheltenham's not that far for the way home from there either. You get dropped off, so he hasn't got to do the full grim journey home either. It's not even a big journey for him. There we are. Okay, thanks for listening to this podcast. We'll be back. Um, when will we be back? Oh, we should be back next week. Next week. We haven't got a midweek game next week, have we? We haven't got another mid. Like I said, there's no midweek game at all now until the end of November. So oh, Ideal. So we'll be back next week uh, looking at the Blackburn game and hopefully we'll have some more positive football chat for you. But uh, until then, from myself and Steve, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.